Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Wednesday, November 8th, and we start with local news. The City of Columbia, in collaboration with Murray County Government, unveiled the Pokes at Preservation Park on Friday at 4 p.m. in Columbia. The unveiling ceremony featured distinguished speakers, including elected officials from the City of Columbia and Murray County Government, who celebrated the historical significance of this project. This project was initiated seven years ago through the dedicated efforts of former City Council member Mike Green and City Manager Tony Massey. City Mayor Chaz Mulder stated, I am so proud of what has been accomplished at Preservation Park, now a centerpiece of our downtown district. I am most proud of all of the community partners who had a hand in bringing this park to fruition and believe this park will stand the test of time for generations to come. The central focus of the park is life-size bronze statues of President James K. Polk and First Lady Sarah Polk, symbolizing the importance of President Polk's legacy and the rich history of Columbia. The Pokes at Preservation Park is strategically located directly across the street from the James K. Polk Home and Museum, offering a unique opportunity for historical reflection and a place for the community to gather. City Manager Tony Massey stated, This is the perfect addition to the West 7th streetscape. It will be enjoyed for generations to come as we honor President James K. Polk and First Lady Sarah Polk. Massey went on to say, The Pokes at Preservation Park is a previous strategic planning goal by Columbia City Council, City Public Works crews under the direction of Director Jeff DeWine, and Parks and Recreation Maintenance crews under the direction of Director Mac Reagan, did the majority of the work for the downtown historic park. Their efforts saved the Columbia taxpayer approximately $100,000. The Pokes at Preservation Park represents an achievement that highlights the commitment of the City of Columbia to preserving Columbia's rich history. The city looks forward to residents and visitors finding inspiration and meaning in our city's historical roots. Tourism is getting a boost in communities across Tennessee, as the Tennessee Department of Tourist Development announced last week that the state awarded 29 communities over $2.22 million in tourism enhancement grants. Tennessee's tourism enhancement grants support cities and counties seeking to invest in their local tourism assets, lift visitation, and increase economic impact. Eligible projects include stages, signage, historic preservation, ADA compliancy, and other improvements to local attractions and venues. Both the City of Columbia and Murray County will receive $100,000 in grant funding. Columbia's portion is designed for... I'm sorry, designated for creating two blueway access points on the Duck River at Riverwalk Park, which Murray County's portion will fund construction of a blueway river access point along the Duck River in Yanali Park, including wayfinding and instructional signage. The City of Columbia is so excited about this latest grant announcement from the Tennessee Department of Tourism, and anyone in our community who loves the Duck River and increasing recreational opportunities will be excited about this one too, said Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder. This grant will allow the city to oversee the installation and enhancement of two access points for the Duck River, above the dam and below the dam, which, coupled with the access points at two of our county parks, we will now have a full Duck River blueway from Yanali Park all the way to Chickasaw, with a nice Riverwalk Park stop for park activities and even visits to our historic downtown in the interim. I love efforts where the City of Columbia and Murray County can work together for the betterment 
betterment of everyone, and this effort is an example of just that, he said. Tourism is vital for the growth and sustainability of communities through Tennessee, especially in our rural communities, said Melanie Beauchamp, Assistant Commissioner of Rural Tourism and Outreach, Tennessee Department of Tourist Development. These projects create opportunities for visitors, enhance the quality of life for residents, and ultimately bring more funds back into the communities, she said. Main Street Mount Pleasant is proud to announce the much-anticipated first annual tree lighting ceremony. This event will usher in the holiday season with a brilliant display of 14,000 LED lights, festive entertainment, and community spirit. This new tradition is scheduled to take place on November 25th at 6 p.m. on the square. My hope is for the tree lighting ceremony to become an event in the Mount Pleasant community to bring residents and visitors together to celebrate the magic of the holiday season. I look forward to creating a memorable experience for all who attend, said director of Main Street, Haverly Pennington. Highlights of the event will include the official tree lighting. You can watch in awe as Main Street's majestic tree is illuminated in a dazzling display of lights, marking the start of the holiday season right at 6 p.m. Holiday entertainment. You can enjoy live performances from Mount Pleasant Elementary, who will sing timeless holiday classics, followed by performances from the middle school dance team and high school cheer squad. There'll be a visit from Santa Claus. The jolly old man himself, Santa Claus, will make a special appearance to greet children and hear their holiday wishes on the square from 5 until 5.45 p.m. Feel free to grab your camera to snap a photo with the man in red. There will be food and refreshments. The Connection Church will be on hand to provide delicious treats and hot beverages to attendees from 5 until 5.45. And plenty of holiday shopping. Stroll Main Street Mount Pleasant for before the festivities and start your holiday shopping. Main Street Mount Pleasant is dedicated to creating memorable and engaging events for their community. The tree lighting ceremony is just one of the many initiatives they undertake to enhance the charm and vibrancy of the downtown area. We believe that this event will be a heartwarming and unifying experience for our community. We can't wait to celebrate the holiday season with our friends and neighbors, said Mount Pleasant Mayor Bill White. All are invited to attend this free, family-friendly event. Please mark your calendars for November 25th and join us on the square to kick off the holiday season in style. Dress warmly and bring your holiday spirit as we light up the night together. For more information about the tree lighting ceremony and other Main Street Activities, you can contact info at visitmountpleasant.com. For the fifth straight year, the Murray Regional Healthcare Foundation and Columbia Fire and Rescue have partnered to provide safe driving programs and services to the community. They're supported in part by grant funding from General Motors. The programs include routine car safety inspection events and individual inspection appointments provided by Columbia Fire and Rescue, as well as a safe driving program to teach high school students safe driving habits. In addition, car seats and boosters are offered by the foundation to local parents who could not otherwise afford them. Our goal with this program is to ensure the safety of the youth in our community while they're in a vehicle, said Joe Kilgore, Foundation Executive Director. Road injuries are the leading cause of preventable deaths and injuries to children in the U.S. It's important to check that car seats and boosters are installed correctly and properly functioning, he said. Since its start, the program has ensured the safety of a total of 583 infants and children at CFR stations. 
Firefighters have also joined forces with the Tennessee Highway Patrol to deliver the Survive to Arrive Safe Driving program to hundreds of students from Murray County Public Schools. We are grateful for our partnership with the Murray Regional Healthcare Foundation and General Motors to help keep our local children safe, said Columbia Fire and Rescue Chief Ty Cobb. We've been able to help a lot of families in need in our community, and we're excited to continue those efforts, he said. It's recommended that parents bring their children to car seat inspections to ensure they're fastened in correctly. To schedule an appointment at a Columbia Fire and Rescue Station, call 931-560-1734. Since 2006, the Murray Regional Healthcare Foundation has funded more than $4.6 million in programs and services benefiting community members in need. You can learn more about the foundation by going to www.murrayregional.com forward slash foundation. Spring Hill Memorial Funeral Home is hosting a Veterans Memorial Service, which will be held at 2 p.m. on Sunday, November 12th, at Spring Hill Memorial Park Funeral Home and Cremation Services, located at 5239 Main Street in Spring Hill. The keynote speaker will be Lieutenant Colonel Jeff King. Special music will be provided, and veterans will be honored. From now through December 20th, the Prior Art Gallery at Columbia State Community College will be hosting the exhibition Native Americans and the West, featuring the pen and ink drawings of artist Bob Jones. Bob Jones achieves a level of detail in his pen and ink drawings that boggles the mind. His passion for Western art depicting Native Americans and cowboys goes back to second grade. Jones attended Harris School of Advertising Art in Nashville, which led to an illustrious career beginning in the 1960s, photographing and designing album covers for country music greats like Dolly Parton, Roy Orbison, Waylon Jennings, and Johnny Cash. An artist, illustrator, and photographer, Jones has many stories to share about his experiences in country music and his narratives of the West through pen and ink. Jones currently resides in Spring Hill. Prior Art Gallery on the Columbia campus will feature an artist reception on Thursday, November 16th from 5 to 7 p.m. The reception is free and open to the public, and light refreshments will be served. Murray County's Veterans Day Parade is right around the corner, and the Grand Marshals have been announced as hometown heroes Beverly Williams, who served in Vietnam, and Dale Winston Riggs, who served in the Korean War. This year's parade, which will take place on Saturday, November 11th, will be the county's first in recent years. Veteran Services Officer Lisa Von Hagen said the county last held a parade years ago, but it is not known when it began and when it ended. Raised in California, Williams received her bachelor's degree in nursing in 1966 and later received her master's degree in health care management in 1977. Williams began active duty in 1966, where she was assigned to... MAC Scott Air Force Base in Illinois to hospital nursing. She then served in Da Nang, Vietnam, in the 22nd Casualty Staging Flight from April 15, 1968 to April 15, 1969. Upon being promoted to the rank of captain, Williams's assignment was to treat and prepare casualties from all branches in Northern I Corps for evacuation for additional care. After returning home, Williams joined the California Air National Guard, becoming part of the 146th Aeromedical Evacuation Squadron, Squadron in Van Nuys, California, after graduating from flight school in 1971. According to a biography provided by the Murray County Veterans Services Office, Williams became inactive after marrying, but remained on reserve status until she was honorably discharged in 1987. 
Williams, who has resided in Spring Hill since 2010, said she's excited and humbled to serve as one of the Grand Marshals in the parade. My heart is always with Gold Star families and our returning vets and varying needs of ongoing services provided by Lisa and her staff at the Vet Service Office, she said. Also set to be in attendance as the second Grand Marshal is Korean War veteran Dale Winston Riggs. Born in 1933 during the Great Depression, Riggs enlisted in the Army at only age 16 years old. He served as a combat infantry medic in the 9th Infantry 2nd Division from 1950 until 1953. Originally from upstate New York, Riggs moved to Spring Hill in 2020. Riggs said he believes he was born to fight for his country, while adding another factor in his decision to enlist was the condition he was living in at the time. One of nine children, Riggs said he didn't have his own bed or a pair of shoes growing up. Generationally, men of my age enlisted in swarms because it provided three square meals a day, your own pair of shoes, and a bed to sleep in, Riggs said, adding that his brothers also served. Riggs said he was first assigned to a medical battalion. When they found that I knew how to drive, I was the medic in the ambulance taking wounded POWs back to the base, he said. I volunteered to go into the infantry next. I was assigned as a rifle company medic on the front line serving in the 9th Infantry, 2nd Division. Of all of his battles, Riggs said his hardest was Hill 365, known as Old Baldy. There was nothing left up there, he said, just tree stumps and holes when we got done. Coming home was the difference between daylight and dark, Riggs said. I did get married and have kids, but you ask any veteran and it never leaves you, he said. I am an 89, I'm 89 years old, soon to be 90, and every night I sleep I dream of climbing the mountain and all the nameless faces of boys I lost in my arms. I couldn't save them all, he said. For his service, Riggs received the combat medical badge, Bronze Star and Purple Heart. Riggs was also one of 13 men to sign the petition for the creation of the Korean War Monument in Washington, D.C. Riggs is also the founding member of the Korean War Veterans Association organization, which was founded in 1984. Riggs says he doesn't take being a Grand Marshal lightly. Much like the medals in my display case, I didn't do any of this for recognition, he said. I did it for my country. You never forget it. Murray County's Veterans Day Parade is scheduled for Saturday, November 11th at 11 a.m. The parade will start at Columbia Plaza on West 7th Street, passing the Memorial Building, before turning at the Polk Home onto South High Street and ending at the Mule House. On Back in October, the Spring Hill Chamber launched its 2023 Think, Shop, Explore Local Passport, presented by Groove Life, encouraging residents to explore the local community and its businesses through November 17th. Residents who collect at least 15 stickers from participating businesses will have a chance to win a grand prize featuring gifts from local businesses worth thousands of dollars. Empowering our community with a local passport program is not just about promoting business, it's about promoting community pride through local discovery, said Rebecca Melton, Executive Director of the Spring Hill Chamber of Commerce. With the opportunity to win a generous grand prize from some of our local businesses, the passport program offers an exciting way for residents to explore the community's assets and make new connections, she said. Passports are available at all participating businesses and the Spring Hill Welcome Center, located at 5326 Main Street, Suite G in Spring Hill. 
The Welcome Center will also serve as the official backdrop back drop off location for all completed passports. A list of business addresses, a map with directions, grand prize details, and passport rules can be found at www.springhillchamber.com forward slash passport. The local passport includes 33 stops encompassing various local business types and community photo opportunities. This year's community photo opportunities include Spring Hill Public Library, Walnut Street Skate Park, and Cannon Hill. Participants can take photos at these locations and share them on Instagram or Facebook using the hashtag SHPassport23 or complete the entire passport to earn extra entries in the grand prize drawing. Again, for a list of business addresses, a map with directions, grand prize details, and passport rules, go to www.springhillchamber.com forward slash passport. Columbia State Community College's Office of Workforce and Continuing Education will launch a leadership development program designed to benefit new and emerging leaders to help them develop the necessary skills and a toolkit of resources to help them excel as they move into and grow in their leadership roles. I am extremely proud to be bringing this program to our communities, said Melody Murphy, Columbia State Workforce and Continuing Education Director. With now hiring posted on almost every storefront, it is becoming harder for employees to find and keep good employees. This program is an excellent opportunity for a company to identify dedicated employees' value and hard work and build them up through this program for leadership and supervision roles, she said. The Columbia State Leadership for Operational Excellence Program nurtures success and provides participants with the skills and resources for them to excel as leaders within their organizations. Topics covered will include leadership styles, generations and teams, employee engagement and productivity, communication and leading your team, business finance and budgets, presentation skills, and networking, as well as delivering outcomes and managing change. Registration is now open for the program, which consists of eight full-day sessions with two full-day days conducted back-to-back. Participants should plan to attend all sessions, which will take place at Columbia State's Williamson campus. The program begins in 2024 with the dates of January 11th and 12th, February 8th and 9th, March 7th and 8th, and April 11th and 12th. The cost is $2,995 with lunch and coffee provided. To register, visit www.campusce.net forward slash Columbia State. For more information, you can contact Melody Murphy at mmurphy19 at columbiastate.edu. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Terry Warren Johnson, 75, resident of Columbia, died on November 5th at Murray Regional Medical Center. The family will visit with friends on Thursday, November 9th from 4 to 8 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. A private family service will be held at his beloved farm at a later date. Beverly Little Fitzgerald, 88, passed away on Sunday, November 5th at Murray Regional Medical Center. The family will visit with friends on Saturday, November 11th from 2 to 4 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. A private family inurnment will be at McCain Cemetery on Sunday. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. 
At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why the way you feel has always been so important to Susie and Tony Sowell. When people come here, I hope they feel like they're working with a person who's just like family. And by the time they leave here, I hope they feel like they're a part of our family. What I like most is when a family is leaving, they can say thanks. You made something we thought would be hard easier than we thought it would be. Not that we made it easy, we made it easier. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have lots of sunshine today with near-record high temperatures again today. The high will reach 83 degrees with winds out of the south-southwest at 10 to 20 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect clear to partly cloudy skies. The low will be 64 with winds out of the southwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. 
This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. Your home is your biggest investment. Getting the most for it when it comes time to sell is important. At The Way Realty, we help you get more by providing all our clients with a full-service real estate company. At no extra cost to you, we help you prepare your house to look its best with home staging, landscaping, professional pictures, marketing on all the major websites, touch-up repairs, and home inspection repairs up to $700. Get more with The Way Realty by reaching out to us to see what we can do for you and to find out the market value of your home. Visit us today at thewayrealtytn.com. Call us at 931-580-4669 or stop by our showroom at 800 Hatcher Lane, Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. This program is sponsored in part by George Vrylis and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. They chainsaw colored ice inside a room engineered to never rise higher than 9 degrees. It is delicate and detailed work making ice angels, reindeer, and other holiday images. And that is warmer conditions than they endure at home where winter temperatures often fall below zero. They are the artisans from Harbin, China, who have made their yearly pilgrimage to Nashville to create the ice show at Gaylord Opryland Resort and Convention Center. 35 people from one of the coldest regions in the world arrived October 3rd in Music City to build scenes from the movie The Polar Express. The 40th annual ice show will begin November 10th and run through January 1st. The show features ice slides and tunnels and a train like the one in the popular Christmas movie. In recent years, the show has been created by teams of Chinese artists from a region known for its Harbin Ice and Snow Festival, in which entire cities created with skyscraping palaces are created out of ice. In Harbin, the the ice cities are visited each year between December and March. In America, the sculptures are detailed, small, and delicate. Yubin Hu, 68, who is the ICE project manager, said through an interpreter, In China, we have giant buildings. It takes two hours to walk through them in China, while in America, it takes 15 minutes. The team of 33 builders and two chefs have been hanging out in Nashville. The joke among them is that they will work harder for beer. This year's theme is from the Disney Christmas film and will include nine scenes and two million pounds of ice, which comes in 6,300-pound blocks and will be shaped in 12,000 working hours. The colored ice, which are giant blocks of red, blue, green, and yellow, comes from Adele, Georgia. And the clear ice, used for faces and details, comes from North Ontario, Canada. The artists use chainsaws, chisels, drills, and ice forks to shape the ice. The building process takes 31 days. The artists spray regular water to melt the ice together. Artist Bai Wei Guo, 68, said he got his start making ice zodiac animals in 1998. You have to endure the cold, he said. You have to like the ice. 
by design the grand nativity scene angel that will be one of the focal points of this year's show. The event will run uh, from November 10th through January 1st. Ticket prices and packages vary. Adult tickets are $31.99. Children, $22.99. Daily schedules vary, but typically it will run from Monday through Thursday, noon until 8 p.m., Friday to Saturday from 10 to 10, and Sunday, 10 until 8. You can learn more at Christmas at Gaylord Opryland.com. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Living with a worn joint can be painful and frustrating. Leave your joint pain in the past with a joint replacement procedure at Murray Regional Health. Our joint replacement program has been recognized in the top 10% of the nation for medical excellence and patient safety thanks to our highly skilled and experienced surgical staff who perform progressive procedures for the knees, hips, shoulders, elbows, and ankles. For more information, go to murrayregional.com slash joint replacement. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Hootie and the Blowfish returns to the road in 2024 as the foursome sets out on a summer camp with trucks tour featuring special guests Collective Soul and Edwin McCain. The tour will stop in Nashville on July 27th at Bridgestone Arena. General tickets will go on sale Friday, November 10th at 10 a.m. local time via www.hootie.com. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today. I'm Kennedy Broadcasting WKOM WKRM Radio. I will be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.